Welcome to Wolfpack Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and my special guest, my friend, Russell Hootie. And hi, Russell. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Ann. Great to be with you at the Wolfpack this evening. Uh, we're enjoying a balmy Wednesday uh, evening here in southeast Texas. I uh, hope everybody's well and safe. That's awesome. Well, it's really exciting news to hear about General Flynn's case being dismissed today. I am super oh, yeah. amped about I mean, it. Oh yeah, it was definitely a uh, a blow to the cabal uh, involved in the silent coup. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is the uh, uh, first major point of uh, our winning this battle. But then again, that's my opinion, and that five dollars and twenty cents to get your cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, listened to this one YouTuber, and his name is uh, Dustin Nemos, and he's on YouTube under Dustin Nemos. And I also have his uh, information in the uh, in the show title if you want to go uh, pull up his stuff. But I was going to play a little one-minute clip from him, and I love the way that he explains what happened today, and he probably can do it a lot better than we can. So I'm going to play it real quick. All right, sounds good. Have you heard? General Flynn is free or vindicated. You could call it flindicated. When the FBI sets you up and the DOJ lets you off. So we're going to dive into that right now. Let's talk about it. So the DOJ first released the totally exculpatory stroke notes in somewhat redacted form to Michael Flynn's lawyers. But it had some very interesting information on there, including how uh, Obama and Biden were not only aware, but giving orders in this case. Now, we also have... Breaking General Flynn case dismissed. D.C. Appeals Court upholds Justice Department's request. So, of course, we knew this was going to happen. I've been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it. And, you know, it's kind of obvious. I think uh, we all knew it was coming, and Sullivan didn't really have a legal leg to stand on. But now that it's happened, this is a major turning point. And at the same time, we're going to talk about briefly. I don't want to go through all the queue here. I'm going to do that on a separate video. But even Q is referencing the People's General soon with three stars ready to return. And, uh, folks, I think that General Flynn is going to be, you know, unleashed on the deep state and these swamp generals as well, like Kelly and McMattis and others, or, or Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis and others. And uh, we're going to see what he can do. We're going to see the narrative, them versus Flynn. Who do you think people are going to listen to? These swamp creatures that couldn't really get anything done that sort of turned on our president or General Flynn, a national hero who has stood by our president, refused to lie, just like Roger Stone did, and taken a lot of flack for it. So I went ahead and stopped it, but uh, he has uh, is really excited about when the you know, gag orders lifted and what Flynn is going to unleash upon the deep state, and I am I got amped up. That's why I wanted to play that video. Because <laughs> uh, what did he say? It's flindicated. You've been flindicated. <laughs> well, yes. And, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, just briefly, it's stuff like this. Uh, Flynn is 
in you know the finest uh, sense of warrior and stuff like that. I mean, he was outspoken, uh, called things like he saw it. Of course, that uh, that hurt his uh, uh, reputation some among the uh, let's just call it the uh, establishment. Right, uh, and we're definitely uh, going to get into that in just a minute, actually, because I have a I have a video there I want you to play on that. But I'm not trying to get y'all. But I want to play this one clip first, okay? Because I want you to hear what uh, I know that you and I, for y'all that don't know, uh, Russell and I are friends. We, if you don't mind me telling Russell, we go go back on uh, Militia, and then uh, after Militia, uh, he ended up uh, him and I have been on radio for years and years and years together. And so uh, it's just like uh, having my brother here. I love you. I flirt with him a little bit, but I'm married. But it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, I, no yeah. I want to play this. I want to play this. This uh, Trump praises Flynn, and uh, since I've known you so long, I know how you really feel about Obama, so you're going to enjoy this, okay? Uh, All right, roll it. start to come out, but what happened to General Flynn should never happen again in our country. He was persecuted, and many other people were persecuted. They spied on a campaign, and they should never spy on a campaign, to put it mild. It never happened before in the history of our country. The Obama administration spied on the campaign. This is just the first one. He's been exonerated, and uh, I want to congratulate him. He's been through a lot. So, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with it wholeheartedly and stuff like that. Uh, and... Uh, uh, so, so that Ann doesn't have to call me out on this, I just want to say that I was a little bit. It took me a little while to come around to uh, President Trump because uh, right out of the hat he did a couple things with the Second Amendment that I really didn't like. But uh, I am full blown uh, on the Trump train now. I think, uh, uh, without doubt, he will go down as the greatest. President in American history, and uh, I've really got hope now that this swamp is going to get drained because what happened with uh, uh, Colonel Flynn is just the first, I mean, fist to the face of the cabal. It was just an extraordinary win uh, for freedom in the American people. But uh, I'll let you take back over this. Well, well, I wanted to do this uh, show over General Flynn because I was so excited about it. I generally listen to uh, In the Matrix or Bards of War, who really know a lot about General Flynn and are friends with his family. And uh, General Flynn's actually wrote letters to Scott, who's Bards of War. And these are some YouTubers and Twitter friends of mine that I just love. And uh, helped me help me with my show, so I appreciate them. But uh, and also JT Wild, who's a musician who y'all know. I just have this major crush on, and use his music all the time. He wrote the songs, you know, about General Flynn and the Diesel Soldiers. But we're all pretty much in the QAnon movement, and you know, I want to do this show. And, and like I said, I don't know as much as they know about it, but I found out some interesting things today. And Russell and I were talking earlier too that I'm really excited to share with everyone. And one was the when this happened, I'm like, oh, I, I want to do this show about. Flynn, so I need to find out about Flynn. So the first thing I did, as y'all all know, was what? I went to my key drops, right? And I printed out 41 pages on General Flynn, okay? And I think there might have been some on another page, but I'm, I might have missed one post. 
But uh, I just started looking at the first few posts, which uh, the first one that mentioned Flynn was in October uh, 31st, 2017, so right after she started posting. And uh, so he's bringing his right off, the, you know, post 14, his 14th drop. And he says, uh, what was Flynn's background and what was is, why is this relevant? Then the next post you see, focus on Flynn, the back, uh, background and potential role. And then the next page, Flynn, what is Flynn's background? What was his rank? Was he involved in Intel Ops? What access or special privileges? Why is his relevance? Who becomes exposed? Who knows where the bodies are buried? And then again, another post. Who knows where the bodies are buried? Flynn is safe. We protect our patriots. Next page. Flynn targeted. Why? Who knows where all the bodies are buried? Cleared of all charges. And there's a lot of other stuff too, but just every page I'm seeing the same stuff, you know? And uh, so I'm like, wow, what is Flynn's background? You know, I'm going to answer some of these questions. Let me just know a little bit more about Flynn. And I know a lot of people don't know a lot about General Flynn either. And so I pulled up an autobiography, and I was going to read the whole five pages of it, but after Russell and I talked earlier, it's just a few things I really want to bring up. Um, it said Michael Flynn was, a, first of all, a Democrat, which really surprised me. And uh, I mean, I've actually known that for a little while, but when I found that out, I was really surprised. And uh, it says he began his 33-year Army career as a second lieutenant in military intelligence. After three years as intelligence chief of the JSOC in Iraq, he returned stateside for top bureaucratic post that was forced out as director of the Defense Intelligence Agency in 2014. And so when Russell and I were like, what? You know, why did he get forced out? You know, so we're going to go into that. And then uh, Flynn emerged as a strong supporter of presidential candidate Donald Trump in 2016 and was named Trump's national security advisor in November. He resigned after 24 days in office over the revelation of his contact with the Russian ambassador and subsequently faced legal problems related to his lobbying interests and failures to disclose information, supposedly. In December 2017, he pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador, which we all know the story on that and that Flynn is innocent, and now everyone knows he's innocent. Um, so we were uh, – Russell and I were talking about this, and so we're like, okay, well, let's look at this. So you know, he's in this 33-year Army career, and he's, so he's working with the Bushes. And then uh, comes in in 2008 to 2016, he's working under Obama, and this is when he gets really big promotions and in charge of uh, the Defense Intelligence Agencies. And then in 2014, says he was forced out. And so Russell and I were like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> you know? And apparently he was just uh, after seeing what was happening. Uh, Having all this intelligence and knowing all this stuff, and he was actually seeing what Obama was actually doing over there. And uh, when it says who knows where the bodies are buried, apparently everyone knows it's, it's General Flynn. And uh, we actually found. Uh, what do you think, Russell? Well, I mean, he turned. He you was, know, he was just, uh, I've got a video where he's dropping too, and I'll play that because uh, he, he, he really gets radical Islam, you know. Well, the thing of it is, is uh, uh, Flynn is always uh, uh, Flynn has always been very, very outspoken, uh, uh, accused of being uh, uh, insubordinate, and uh, that sort of stuff. And uh, as we said earlier, he knows all the uh, uh, he knows where all the uh, 
bodies are buried and stuff like that. Uh, uh, he ran the uh, DIA. Uh, he's been in intelligence for years and years. He had his own firm. Uh, he was one of the people that testified at the IG thing that brought out the Afghanistan papers, which is uh, was exactly uh, as devastating as his Vietnam papers from back during that uh, uh, era and stuff like that. And uh, it just really points to the fact that uh, absolutely, as uh, Hurricane said a while ago, knows where the body is buried. You have to remember, he was... Uh, uh, he was intelligent during the whole time of the Obama administration. Uh, very high, uh, very high uh, assignments and that kind of stuff. So he was absolutely a danger to them. Okay, and uh, well, not just to them, but to Bush also. Because in his autobiography, when it said, you know, as Chupo said, you know, what was Flynn's background? You know, so I was digging into it, and it said that. Right, by the time of September 11, 2001, terrorist attacks, Flynn was well-positioned for top rows in his field. He served as the director of intelligence for Joint Task Force 180 in Afghanistan until 2002 and was commanded the 111th Military Intelligent Brigade, how do you say, Brigade for another two years. That's hard with the Texas accent. <laughs> and 2004, uh-huh. Commander Stanley McChrystal appointed Flynn director of intelligence for the Joint Special Operations Command in Iraq. Taking advantage of technological resources, Flynn mined cell phone data and utilized drones to infiltrate terrorist cells, and he was credited with largely disrupting Al Qaeda activity in the area. So I, I found that fascinating that you know that he was in the director well, well, of intelligence was, and uh, doing this cell phone data with all this Hillary Clinton stuff going on and emails and using the drones to spy on people, and it's just very Jewish, <laughs> you know, very NSA. I could see that. Right. Well, Flynn being the warrior he was and stuff like that, uh, he he devised a uh, method to streamline what was going on, what we had going on over there against the uh, uh, jihadists and that sort of thing. And uh, that is not what the Obama administration wanted at all, you know, and uh, that's where the rub began. Uh, because he was actually out to defeat the jihadists at uh, victory, and that didn't meet the uh, uh, agenda of the Obama administration at all. And uh, hang on a second. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk to you all since he's probably going to put the dog up because he knows I'll have an aneurysm. But we both have dogs. Sorry so about that. Sorry. <laughs> you know, right. I had to put Dixie in the room with Keith and Ivanka's in uh, being babysat by her grandfather. So uh, it's hard to keep the dogs quiet. But uh, going back on that, so it said uh, returning uh, – so it said uh, that he had uh, disrupted the al-Qaeda activity in the area, and then it said returning stateside after three years, Flynn became director – of intelligence for United States Central Command and then joint staff. So that's around 2007. And so that's ending up with the end of Bush years, right? So he's got all these this time here that he's been with uh, Bush. And then uh, in 2009, so now Obama's in there, after McChrystal took command of U.S. forces in Afghanistan, he again placed his old colleague in charge of intelligence. So that's more Flynn's in charge of intelligence. Flynn followed with a report that criticized American operations in the region and a move that rankled supervisors, so it upset people. After a stint – so 
uh, since 2009, so, you know, Obama's already been well, president for a little while. After right, his stint right. in the office of the National Intelligence, just one, let me finish this, Flynn became director of the Defense Intelligence Agency in 2012. He attempted to reorganize the agency, but instead alienated many subordinates, what you were saying earlier, and was informed he would not remain for the normal three-year term. In August 2014, he retired after 33 years in the military, and that's when we read earlier that he was forced out as director of the Defense Intelligence Agency in 2014 when it says he's resi- he resigned, right? And so well, yeah, after and, and, and Obama six years, he had really ruffled some feathers and criticizing them and you know? Well well yeah, and and uh from what I understand and this is from people uh I know uh all them insiders, people in the community, that sort of thing like that was that uh, Flynn was actually a uh warrior, man of action, right? Uh and still is. He is a hero, they got American intel, hero. When they got in when they got intel, they hit. Uh, he sent out teams they hit, and that was absolutely opposed to what the uh, Obama regime wanted to do, was just sit there and gather intel and gather intel and gather intel. When they had when they had viable uh, H, you know, HVTs, he would send out teams and take them out, and uh, that ruffled a lot of feathers in the uh, uh, Obama administration. Yeah, I guess he just got sick of them. He got really, even though you know he was a Democrat, I guess you know it was just too much. And he he really, I found a few uh, actual two posts who actually you know who interviewed uh, Flynn, and there was two different posts about that. I don't know if this is the interview that he was referring to or not, but it definitely is a very interesting video that I found where he was. Uh, uh, it's a. I'm gonna play the whole five minutes. I hope I don't get a strike. I listed it in the credits, so we'll see. But uh, I'm gonna play it. It says uh, General. It's when General Flynn's bashing Obama, and at the time that he made the video, it was around 2016. So he got forced out in 2014. Okay, and then uh, this is two years later, and he's doing this interview and complaining uh, about the administration and the radical Islam. So here it is. My next guest is livid over President Obama's reaction to the latest horrific terror attack in Nice, France. Take a listen to this. I'm done trying to convince our president to actually define this enemy. We know what it is. It's radical Islamic terrorism. They are vicious. They're barbaric. They are on the march. If you, if you, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here because I'm so just pissed. Joining me now here in Cleveland, the former Defense Intelligence Agency Director under President Obama, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Uh, General, good to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much. You for were having angry. Me. A lot of us oh, were yeah. angry. Yeah. What do we need to do to fight this? Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, I, I am I'm less angry and I'm more resolved that we must beat these guys. There are so many things that we are not doing, and the, probably the principal thing, and I and I've been talking about this for a long time. We have to discredit this ideology. We have to get the Muslim world and these leaders in the Muslim world, and frankly, the leadership, and I, use, I put that in quotes, in Iran, to step up and be counted and say, hey, we have a disease inside of our but ideology. But they haven't done it well, so that, far. I mean, because Why? we haven't asked them, because we haven't, we haven't put any demands on them. We have, 
we have used this soft power approach with a very, uh, very weak strategic or very weak strategy. It's very narrowly focused. So what are you saying? We need the carrot and the stick? Yeah, we need a, 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 much, a much bigger uh, approach to what we're doing, a much bigger stick. And, uh, and in terms of the carrot piece, I, I think that we've probably been given too much of that. You and think? We, absolutely. <laughs> All absolutely. Right. And there's been too much of that. I mean, these, these countries out there, they know. They know they have a problem, Judge. And, and I will I'll tell you that until we put more demands on them, I mean, who in, the, who in the world right now, who in that world has said anything about what happened recently? Well, in you know what, General, uh, I mean, uh, President Al-Sisi, President Al-Sisi yeah. is someone who wanted our help. Yeah. And uh, President Obama wouldn't give him the help, would prefer the Muslim Brotherhood Morrissey. All right, Al-Sisi is someone who is yeah. interested in helping us. He went to the uh, Muslims and said, you've to the... Uh, uh, the President Al-Sisi, I'm a big fan of his, I know him. President al-Sisi, about a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half ago, right. went to the Al-Azhar Mosque in Cairo exactly. and called his ideology out. The Al-Azhar Mosque is sort of like the Vatican right. of the Muslim world, of the Islamic world. So he stands there and he says, what do we expect of, our, of, our, you know, of Islam? To have 1.2 billion people kill the other 7 billion people on the planet? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's almost verbatim. And, right. and he's, we, we, we basically shunned him instead of embracing that leader... We should, have, we should have jumped on that, on that statement that he made, and we have not. Well, we haven't. And, you know, the president now says he's sending, what, a few hundred troops to... Uh, yeah. Is that going to help anything? Well, yeah. What's that about? Yeah, we're, the, we're the best enemies in the world because we continue to telegraph what it is that we're going to do. And, frankly, I, you know, I don't know what the 500, the great, great 500, you know, 25, I think, is the number, mm -hmm. men and women that they're going to send there. Uh, you know, what they're going to do, I don't know. Uh, I would suspect that they probably don't totally understand what it is that they're going to get themselves into. You know, two years ago we had 175. Today we're almost up to 6,000. This trickle effect of sending forces to a very incoherent strategy is something that we've got to get fixed. And that, to me, is why I have been so adamant about uh, what I've been saying publicly, but also why I, I am so I have been attracted for over a year now to. to Donald Trump's message, it's so refreshing because it's a, it's a sort of a tough diplomacy. It's a strong leadership, and everybody thinks it's an isolation. It's, this is not. This is about global, global leadership by America and putting our country, if we're strong, believe me, the rest of the world can be strong. Are we in a world war now? Absolutely. I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, I write about this in this book that I just put out. Field of fight. Field of fight. And, uh, um, we, they have declared war on us. We, we're sort of dancing around. Kind of around. dancing. Yeah, we're dancing around because we don't, want to we don't want to say what exactly, we don't want to define exactly what this enemy is. And in our government, people aren't even allowed to say radical Islam. So it's been excised from training. It's been excised from the conversations. It's been scrubbed yeah, from the Yeah, it's too bad. It's really sad. Okay, so where do we conduct the fight? Where should this fight be conducted? Yeah, the fight, the first part of it is really... Again, to, like we did against communism or like we did against the Nazis, we must have a, a gigantic information campaign against the, and discrediting this ideology. And this is where we've got to bring the Arab world leaders in to, part of it, to, to join us to, to do this. It, they have to take a stand. They have to take a stand. Otherwise, we have to make decisions about America to cut them off from certain aspects of aid, economic aid. So this is where we bring in our economic power. Let me ask that, you one question. You're a tough guy. You're a strong man. You're about as knowledgeable as anyone on what's going on. Are you scared? 
Yeah, I I, uh, I tell people that uh, that I don't scare easily, but this this crowd scares me because I know that they have the intention. Uh, they have talked about using chemical, biological, dirty nuclear weapons. I mean, you look at what they do. They run over children, women, people attending, you know, an Independence Day celebration just because they hate us, just because they hate us. We will, their view is to either enslave us, make us turn to their way of life, or kill us. Or kill us. That's it. All right. General Mike Flynn, Field of Fight. Yeah, great, great book. I got great, it. Great. All right. Great. Thank Thanks you. for being with us. Thanks. All right. That's awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think what most people don't realize, uh, everybody remembers, uh, what did they call it, the Arab Spring? Qaddafi uh, got taken down, which just opened uh, 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 Libya up to uh, all kinds of bad actors, which I actually think was part of the uh, uh, Obama-Clinton plan. But... When it came to the breaking point, I think, was actually Syria. Uh, Flynn's agency just bombarded uh, 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 the White House uh, with classified warnings, you know, about, uh, for lack of a better word, dire consequences of trying to topple Assad, all right? He was tied to the Russians and... uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute too, but I have something I want to add on that. But, uh, I mean, he warned about him and, uh, he kept getting pushed back and he kept telling them this was going to be good and he wouldn't shut up. He kept telling the truth about Syria. And that was pretty much the straw that, uh, broke the camel's back. Uh, according to a DIA, uh, official at the time, Patrick Lane, uh, was that Flynn incurred uh, uh, the wrath uh, of the White House because he wouldn't stop telling them the truth. So they absolutely pushed him out to keep the truth of what went on with Syria and Libya buried. And that was uh, kind of the straw that broke the camel's back on his military career there and stuff. And... uh, uh, and so that's what brought him to the uh, Flynn Intel Group, which is uh, a private company that him and his son ran for a little bit. But that's getting a little bit ahead of the story there. But I just wanted to add uh, – I wanted to add that. No, actually, that's it. right where I was at because I was just fixing to bring that up when you start talking that after he got uh, pushed out of office, he uh, went back in the private sector and had his uh, Flynn Intel Group. I actually – I didn't know this until today. In which he offered private intelligence and security services, and he signed on his uh, speaker's bureau. He also made the rounds as a television analyst, and including appearances on the Russian state network RT. In late 2015, he sat next to Russian President Vladimir Putin at an RT banquet. So he definitely, not just with this and Mueller and all, all you know, the Russia did come up a lot. So you're right about that for sure. But I did find it interesting that after he went on that rant in 2016. And I, I actually did not realize this last part that I'm going to read. Is that after three decades spent largely behind the scenes, Flynn surprised former colleagues with his sudden outspokenness and turned towards more extreme positions. He tweeted, "Fear of Muslims is rational." In two, in February 2016, and that summer he co-authored a book, "The Field of Fight," on how to combat radical Islam. 
at the 2016 this is what I did not know at the 2016 Republican National Convention he whipped the crowd into a frenzy over the transgressions of Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton including the chant of the law I did not know that and that just gave me chills when I read it and I was like oh my god you know Trump's on stage telling her yeah because if I was in charge you'd be in jail you know and then General Flynn is actually leading this these people in a chant lock her up lock her up and I'm like whoa wait a minute and I think we discussed wasn't Benghazi was Benghazi 2012? Yes. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was 2012. Yeah. Yeah, I know it yeah. Was. I it was 2012. So you know, you know it, it, go ahead. You know, so he does know where the bodies are buried, doesn't he? Oh yes, yes, and and uh, there's something that. Uh, uh, I think needs to be uh, at least mentioned and brought out because uh, this is kind of some of the stuff that they use to uh, beat Flynn up with and throw dirt on him and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I'm going to go out here a little bit, right? Flynn was the first U.S. intelligence officer to ever be allowed inside GRU, which is the Russian military uh Intelligence uh, headquarters right. in Moscow. I read that. Okay, uh, and and he had a working relationship with the Russians, and which, in my humble opinion, was a good thing, right? And Flynn wanted to reciprocate, reciprocate by bringing GRU officials to the U.S., but this uh, idea of working together. And I'll explain why I think this is a good idea in a second. Was shot down by the then uh, director of national intelligence. Uh, would you like to guess who that was? Tell me. Our our uh, our favorite communist, James Clapper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, coach. Now they tried to dirty him up with some Pakistan stuff too. But something, if you follow and really look at General Flynn, General Flynn was a man who knew how to make things happen. And I catch all kinds of flack for using this phrase, but it is very, very true when you work in that community, in that environment. Sometimes it boils down to uh, the, uh, uh, the enemy of my enemy, is my friend, okay, regardless of who that may be. And I think that defines a lot of the uh, uh, association with Pakistan. And there's one thing you got to remember now, and uh, people, I don't know, people seem to overlook this stuff. And there's one thing you've got to understand about Russia, okay, Uh Especially with Putin at the helm. Now, is Putin a good guy? No. Will he use any kind of military, uh, any kind of intelligent operation that he can to do what's best for uh, Russia? Yes, he will. The same thing that we will do here in America. We will use whatever's uh, at our disposal, especially now with our great President Trump at the helm, to get the outcomes that are good for America. That's the way of life. All right. Uh, that's the way it's been since day one. It's nothing that's happened the last three years. This is 
kind of stuff has been going on since the beginning of time, okay? It's just the way things are. It's human nature. But one thing people need to understand about Russia, while we are geopolitical foes, uh, at the core of things, Russia loves their sovereignty as much as the U.S. Here in the U.S., we love our sovereignty, okay? So Russia, okay, I'm going to step on some toes here now. Russia is going to end up being a very huge ally in this battle against China and the New World Order. Uh, in that's the way it is. I mean, I think even biblically speaking, uh, the book uh, uh, Revelations talks about the uh, uh, eagle and the bear. Well, you know, what are your uh, uh, what are your icons for Russia and the U.S.? The eagle and the bear. So I think Michael Flynn was a man way ahead of his time. Uh, in, in, in the tactical thinking of things to come. Uh, I think the man was an absolute, uh, well, was, uh, is an absolute genius. And uh, President Trump and his people working the way they had to expose what went on. And now you've got to understand how high this attack on Michael Flynn went. This goes all the way up to Biden in Obama. Uh, Peter Strzok's, I think that's the correct first name, uh, Strzok's notes that he took uh, was Obama telling them to make sure we use the right people for this investigation. And it was Biden himself at this meeting with Rice. Uh, uh, I forget the list names. He's all there right now. I'd have to pull up. But I know Rice... Uh, Obama, Biden were there, struck. I think Comey and Biden was the one who came up with the idea to use the Logan Act to, to go after him. Uh, so this uh, uh, these charges being dropped, the fact that this appeal court ordered the charges to be dropped, they haven't officially been as of yet. But <clears throat> this is absolutely a devastating blow to this coup attempt against our president. And it has absolutely filled me with new hope, especially where A.G. Barr is concerned, because, well, as you know, Hurricane, like I said, we've known each other for years. You're uh, my friend, my militia uh, sister. We've done uh, radio together for years. Uh, I was not particularly impressed with uh, Bill Barr, but... uh, this right here I never gave that. Really I never lost faith. Oh, I know you have it. I know you have it. You've been dedicated You're to the plan right. since day one and believed because in we, it. And, where we uh, go, when we go, all. <laughs> you got to understand. <laughs> You're coming over to the. You're coming over to the QAnon side. You have to admit it. I see you every day, just seeing that. You know, this is really good information, and you know, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't even be surprised if General Flynn was involved somehow in that. If he wasn't maybe even the mastermind, because I do believe in the plan and uh, trust the plan. I was I was really kind of interesting too that you know he was the way that he uh, took down those one groups you know using their cell phones and intelligence. He just he's really smart and uh, yeah, 
I think they might have really underestimated him. He had some very high well, positions. Yeah. I want to play this. Uh, I want to play this video. It's my last one. Um, it's it's for Tom Fenton talking about this. What you're talking about. I think you're going to find it very interesting. Joining us tonight is Tom Fenton, the president of Judicial Watch. Tom and his organization are working diligently, vigorously to try to uh, get to the truth of all of this. And Tom, I want to say first of all, thank you for being here. Uh, President Obama, let's start with him. Okay. The former president saying that the rule of law is in jeopardy here. Uh, and there was just so much compelling irony about that remark. I, I don't think most Americans could stand it. Your reaction? Well, we have new information from Sally Yates, who was interviewed by no, no one other but the Robert Mueller operation, that Obama was involved in the targeting of Flynn in that infamous Oval Office meeting. And we also have information that he specifically told President Trump, watch out for Flynn. And, of course, he and his people were spying on Flynn during the campaign, obviously targeting Trump as well, not telling Trump about their concerns about Flynn, obviously to try to undermine him once he became president later on after the election. Then he comes out and specifically attacks General Flynn. How is that, more how is that not more evidence that uh, Obama had skin in this game and was directing the targeting of Flynn. Yates says, in retrospect, after that meeting with Obama and the later uh, machinations of Comey and using the Logan Act to ambush a Flynn with this uh, uh, illicit interview, she put two and two together. That's what Obama was talking about. So at that meeting, you had Obama talking about the dossier and talking about Flynn. The next day, Comey ambushes uh, Trump with the dossier. The, a few weeks later, they ambush Flynn. I don't know what more evidence you need than to put Obama at the head of the conspiracy, the Obamagate conspiracy, to target President Trump. And, you know, he had obviously Dowdy's right in the sense that you had willing accomplices like Brennan Comey and McCabe and company. But they were put there by Obama, and they were directed by Obama. Remember, Obama put together that intelligence uh, community assessment that fraudulently smeared Trump mm -hmm. as being a tool of Putin. That was an all-hands-on-deck whistle call by Obama. Obama was front and center here. He should be questioned. Hillary Clinton should be questioned. Uh, everyone in that Oval Office meeting should be questioned, which would include Joe Biden. Uh, I don't know what Durham is doing. Uh, but it doesn't seem to me like he's even focused on the people Gowdy thinks he ought to be focused on. I'm not seeing any indications that these folks care one whit about what Durham's doing. The call, the call by Gowdy to ignore the former president's responsibility for uh, putting in motion, and if not putting in motion directly, uh, tacitly at the very least, approving of spying on a presidential candidate and then a president-elect and then a president is unprecedented. It is outrageous. And we know that the whole thing was not only a conspiracy to overthrow a president, but it was a web of deceit and lies uh, that were the basis for the special counsel uh, and all of the nonsense that the radical Dems, the deep state, and yes, the Obama administration put in motion. You know, Matt Gates is right. I mean, we had zero support when we were talking about Mueller. Uh, frankly, we were almost all alone in highlighting the corruption of Mueller, and the Republican leadership was out there protecting him and highlighting how ethical he was. He was as dirty a cop as anyone Gowdy else. Gowdy still we were is. Right. Gowdy still is. Yep.
Gowdy is basically, uh, you know, it's, it's inexplicable. I'll leave it at that. Tom Fenton, thanks for explaining so much as always. We appreciate it, and we're sorry for the abrogated time period we've got here. Uh, but uh, thanks, and look forward to talking with you soon. I just thought that was real interesting. And it's like well, everything we I talk mean, about that, planning goes back to Obama. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, this, uh, okay. Uh, I firmly believe that there's a 16 year plan. It was only going to take 12 years to pull it off, but it's a 16-year plan, okay? Uh, uh, and uh, uh, Obama was the first eight years of it, and Clinton was supposed to be the second eight years of it, and Clinton was supposed to bring the U.S. down uh, before her second uh, uh, term, okay? But uh, that's just... Speculation stuff, and our president, God bless him, was a monkey wrench that was thrown into this thing. And uh, it is very true. Uh, then President Obama tried—I tried, mean, just uh, tried to put the dirt, the dirty dog on uh, General Flynn to President Trump. But I think that deal with President Trump was already made at that time and that kind of stuff. And one thing we need to remember, I think, about uh, Flynn is, you know, and if you do your research, read anything on him, you know, he was subordinate. He was mean. Uh, 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 you know, he was degrading to subordinates and uh Yada 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 like that, you know, your whole politically correct steel there that they use to uh try to destroy people with. But you gotta understand that uh General Flynn was a real warrior. He wasn't one of these clappers or one of these other clowns that were just bureaucrats stuck in the office. This guy was an actual warrior, man. I mean, uh he earned his wings with the 82nd uh, Airborne. Uh, he was the 18th Airborne Corps, uh, which was uh, which is pretty much a soft uh, outfit. Uh, uh, Grenada, ha- uh, Haiti, uh, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq. Uh, the first. Uh, Excuse me, the first Gulf War. I mean, this guy was a warrior, and he stepped on a lot of toes, but he's exactly yeah, the he man. Still is. We believe that he, he took a rubber oh. bullet, that he took a bullet for the team to set all of this in action. So we, we believe that they did have a plan, but we have a plan. We don't believe that Donald Trump just stepped into it. We think he was he knew exactly what he was walking into, the plan. Well, no, and that's it, why they haven't ever been able it, to find anything on Donald Trump. But, you know, you're talking about uh, him being a warrior and General Flynn being a warrior. He also inspired all the digital warriors that you see online. And this is, that's something huge that a lot of people – well, all the people in the QAnon movement know about this, that General Flynn's been an absolute inspiration. In my, he, well, I'm going to play you this uh, uh, where he actually starts the digital soldiers, which I consider myself a digital, a proud digital show soldier. Do you? <laughs> you're you're always uh, taking yeah, up on your uh, memes and your Twitter and your Facebook, and, and uh, that's what he called yeah. it to do. But here's General Flynn talking about digital soldiers. I, this is my favorite 
one minute, 23 second video ever, except for when President Trump said, you know what this is? The sto- you'll find out. It's the storm, the calm before the storm. <laughs> that one's yeah. awesome. But here, here it is. Here it is. All right. And we have an army, okay, as a, as a soldier and as a, as, a, uh, as a general, as a retired general. We have an army of digital soldiers. What we are now, what, what we call, I call them, because this was an insurgency, folks. This was run like an insurgency. This was irregular warfare at its finest in politics. And that, that story will, will continue to be told here. But we have what we call citizen journalists, okay? because, the, because the, the journalists that we have in our media did a disservice to themselves, actually, more than they did to this country. They did a disservice to themselves because they displayed an arrogance that is unprecedented. And so the American people decided to take over the idea of information. They took over the idea of information, and they did it through social media. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're doing I mean, meme warfare you know, and getting the it, word it, out and red-pilling people like you, who was a hardcore Texan, Ted Cruz loyalist, never, not a never-Trumper, but almost a never-Trumper, and a never-William Barr, or never, ever, and much less QAnon, and now you stepped over to the other side. But then again, who thought you'd take an old lady and have her on the door-kicking team for the state militia? Huh? You got me there, so we, we please <laughs> don't help each other. <laughs> We oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, oh yeah. I mean, it's been it's been an absolutely uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful friendship relationship, and uh, uh, <clears throat> definitely part of the militia thing, man. Uh, we've done some really cool stuff together. And we can and, thank uh, President Obama Solid for all of our relationship. You know, because President Obama yeah. is the one who brought us hot and fear because of radical Islam and the fact that we couldn't even post on Facebook that we were spied on, that we were banned, that we were watched, that we were investigated, that we were – I was given tickets. I arrest uh, – best with me. You know, we went through all that stuff for being conservatives, and you know as high profile as I've been that I really took some heat, you know, especially during the Lavoy thing. You know, I took a lot of heat, and uh, – you know, oh, yeah. they were horrible people, and I think they drove us to militia because militia was so strong, and now it's, like, pathetic because everybody's so compli- – I'm guilty, complacent because we're so happy with Trump. But it dawned on me the other day that what if something did happen? What if something did happen? And, I'm, you know, you know, I couldn't make it to a host show without saying, you know, the five-letter word, China. China is a hoe. <laughs> Everyone has <laughs> obsessed with China, but, you know. I was thinking the other day of trying to do the EMP, and oh my gosh, it's just terrifying. And here I am, fat and out of shape, and haven't been doing my militia, and, and it's just like everyone else, you know. So we really need to probably be more scared right now because we're not in as good a shape as we well, were back then. And we got good guns because of him, because we thought he was going to take our guns, and we bought and we bought and we bought and we bought ammo and ammo and ammo. We have so many cool toys and bulletproof beds. I even got Kevlar gloves the other day. I got a Kevlar helmet. I mean, oh my gosh, our toys are. Wonderful. We oh that Obama was good for something, okay? And General yeah. Flynn got to throw himself on the bullet, be our hero, and he did. He started his war and this information highway. Like, look how many people have walked away from the left now, 
including General Flynn. He was a Democrat. You know, he was a Democrat. And uh, well, his book is called Field of Flight. If anyone I own it, if anybody wants to buy it, uh, and he also has a GoFundMe. And I'm so sorry that I do not have that information available. I'll try to get it before the show's over with. But General Flynn does need all of the help that you can get. One way that uh, digital soldiers have tried to give back to Flynn is failing, and you see it all over social media. This yeah. we love him, and we're not going to stop. We're not. It's not kind of like a boy. We're not going to stop until there was justice. You know, which we knew because of Q, there would be. You know, but uh, my right. friend J.T. Wild, who's just so handsome, so talented, and uh, I know my husband's listening to this. So I just love J.T. Wild. <laughs> Can't help it. He said if he was gay, he would. <laughs> He would like him too, you know. But he wrote this song for General Flynn, Digital Soldiers, and uh, uh, General Flynn loves it, and uh, his family loves it, and it's just awesome. But I'm going to play it. It starts off with General Flynn's Digital Soldiers speech, and uh, in the lyrics, he talks about the field of fly, and uh, it's just really awesome. It's rock and roll, so if y'all don't like rock and roll, turn down your volume because we're fixing the jam on some J.T. Wilde. Oh, and also, when you get through with my show, go to YouTube and catch the JT Wild show that you missed because you were listening to mine. This was irregular warfare at its finest. We have an army of digital soldiers. Oh, uh-huh. 
at news and stuff and you know Yeah, I'll be all I mad and I'd be happy all the time. I'm like, I trust the plan, it's happening <laughs> you know. It's all in the motion. Quit being mad. But you would be so happy if you're like, we're just kicked back eating popcorn. Kunon's life is great. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, uh, at this point, I am absolutely in, uh, enthused. Uh, uh, I've been on Facebook for a while and stuff, and I do my stories and stuff like that. But uh, I just recently branched out into the other uh uh social media platforms and stuff like that, Twitter and one thing or another. So I'm out there ladies and gentlemen and uh uh my uh my opinions are uh well they're uh they're hardcore uh constitutionalist. Uh I won't say uh I'm I i do not consider myself to be a Republican. Uh I love our president. I'm going to vote for him. You're a Trumplican. Do everything. In my... You're a Trumplican. Huh? <laughs> You're a Trumplican. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Trumplican. That's what I am. I'm a Trumplican. And uh, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, this war is a long way from being over. Uh, what we see happening right now before our very eyes uh, uh, during this whole silent coup that's been going on for three years now. <laughs> Because this started just shortly after Trump was inaugurated. So this has been a full-fledged battle for three and a half years. Uh, and uh, basically what we're in now by every uh, doctrinal uh, requirement is that we are in a low-intensity conflict. I mean, you've seen the riots. uh the looting, uh, shootings are happening well, and, and more every day. Uh, something that Q always says that they knew that they couldn't just come in and take us. You know, it was full out war. They had to use infiltration. So, like you said, low intensity war. It's been an infiltration. They've came in. Remember on Resistance Radio, and Barack Obama's president, and I was the co-host, and you would call in and be my friend, and now you have my job, and because uh, I started Wolfpack Radio. But uh, if you remember way back then. I was telling everybody because I've always been kind of a step ahead of my game even before QAnon, in facts be known, and even about Lavoy, you know, I called that out, right? So, uh, right. I uh, I said over and over and over, we've already had World War Three. Quit saying we're going to have World War Three. We've already had World War Three. We've already been infiltrated. We have been infiltrated the highest office as a president of the United States of America, and all of our departments have been taken over, and our military has taken over. We have already been infiltrated, and we've lost the war, and we don't even know it. And how many times well, did I say that, and it's true? Well, yes, it's very true. And what we have going now, uh, as I was saying that, uh, okay, uh, from an intelligence standpoint, since we're talking about General Flynn, uh I feel like we can share this here and stuff like that, okay? Uh, there are three levels, okay? You have peace slash uh, normal competition, okay? You have <clears throat> low-intensity conflict in the middle, and then your next step is uh, full-fledged conventional warfare, planes, trains, things that go boom, and that sort of thing, all right? And we, by every definition and every doctrinal uh, requirement, are there. You know, the riots, the burnings, 
destroying of the history. This is all stuff right out of Solinsky's, uh I mean, I'm sorry, Solinsky's, uh Rules for Radicals. It's, uh, you, you look at Nazi Germany, how the uh, Nazis came into power. You're watching history play out again before our very eyes, ladies and gentlemen, all right? And now at this point, we've already had shots fired. Uh, we had the gentleman uh, in <clears throat> New Mexico, Baca, uh, who uh, ended up uh, shooting a uh, rioter to protect himself. And of course, the Democrat uh, leadership there tried to throw the book at him, and the, uh, it turned out it was a good shoot. Uh, they had to drop the shooting charges against him. Uh, of course, that doesn't mean it's over for him. As we watch with Flint, they're going to try to throw everything else in the world at him because, you know, we just can't have people standing up to their uh, uh, brown shirts. Uh, and you can look that up. It was part of Hitler's uh, people uh, that did the same thing, burned, harassed, uh, beat people that wasn't part of the uh, program and that sort of thing. So, uh, I mean, do a little research. Uh, I'm sure... Hurricane can fill you in on the rest of it, but we are undoubtedly this war from being a a a uh, a, a silent coup, a war of words. It has progressed into a full fledged, low intensity uh, conflict. Okay, and how we got Say that here? This just is today. Just today that you should mention this. Remember on that uh, video that I posted earlier, General Flynn called for us to have uh, a non-conventional warfare, right? Right. And that's a warfare that's never been done before. Well, just today, which just so happens to be when all this happens with General Flynn, there's a key post that says, uh, this has never been attempted, the use of a general public to counter the narrative. It's talking about the propaganda push by the controlled media, and it talks about analysis start to now indicate situational awareness. So decoupling of the MSDNC control of information, which is you know breaking down the fake news channels one through ninety nine of general public expanding at massive pace. Attacks indicate can be defined as loss of generous information control. We need to expend more ammunition and muster network to defend and coordinate attacks to counter. So he's saying we have to fight the mainstream media, okay? That's what he's talking about. And then he actually gives us an oath to take. And uh, and this is probably someone you took, I don't know, when you joined the military. I don't know. I never joined the military. But I do so solemnly swear or firm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this oath obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. So help me God, for we go one, we go all. And he says, take the oath, mission forward. And the mission he gives us is, you have been selected to help serve our country. Never retreat from a battlefield. And then in the kill box, he puts Twitter, Facebook, etc., Use other platforms as a form of centralized command and control. Organize and connect, bridge through linking, source memes and material from the battlefield and or garage. Highlight and share, take and drop. Mission one, dispute or reject the propaganda push through posting of research and facts. So use your memes and your – like I've been doing with you and all of y'all on Facebook, right? Because it's all propaganda. It really is fake news. It really is China. 
So dispute and reject the propaganda push, uh, the lies that they're telling us, and to break through that. Support the role of other digital soldiers. One falls, another stands and rises. So don't attack other patriots. And mission three, God, awaken others through the use of facts, D-class, 1 through 99 material, and other relevant facts and memes to decouple the mainstream uh, narrative control of information stream and ask and counter questions to initiate thought versus repeat or echo the echo chamber of the mainstream media propaganda. So use their echo, the echo, just like they do. You know, just like how you said, I just been beating it into you, beating into you. Like, look, look what Trump's doing. Look, <laughs> you know, look at this fact. Yeah. You know, and I've been I've been doing it through facts. You know, and that have been uh, I, I think you found very interesting because you've talked many times about my China video and how informative it was, and how much you respected that information. And so I was able to get that through you by making you think. You know, with this information I gave you as a China video, and just keep repeating it. You know. And then it says learn to uh, the use of camouflage digitally, like if your account is suspended or terminated, use a secondary, which we all have our backup account. And mission five, identify strengths and weaknesses of personal and designated targets through Twitter and Facebook and other examples. Meme, memes are very, very powerful. Meme failure to read through use of algorithms. And um, he uh, – so he basically says – it's is game theory, information warfare. Welcome to the digital bat- battlefield, which is no mistake that that post comes out on the same day that this happened with General Flynn, who has inspired all of us as digital soldiers. you know. And, he, and then he puts up a, a, uh, a actual mugshot of Barack Obama where it has uh, 18 U.S. Code uh, 2384 seditious conspiracy and 18 U.S. Code 2381 treason. And he also has one for Biden. So make no mistake that that's what they're going after and that the bodies that Flynn knows are buried is going to take these guys down. And Q also put today the People's General soon in three stars. That's General Flynn, you know. So right. uh, he is alluding, and we have all I, I got dates wrong, so I've learned in three years now. Made so many mistakes and decodes. I've learned not to say dates and not to say you know this is going to happen or this is going to happen, but. Uh, so far, everything they say is going to happen happens eventually, just not always on our time frame. The one thing that we've all messed up on was a lot of us was, but not everybody. Because uh, like people like Boards of War and Majors are too professional. They're not going to say like I did, oh, it's two days of darkness during the corona. <laughs> but I really thought that was going to happen. <laughs> then it didn't happen. I had a little bit of egg on my face, so I'm kind of learning not to – because the key posts don't always happen uh, when you know, right when you expect them to, to happen because – we're not just looking at them, so are our enemies, you know. But I think that today was definitely a sign from General Flynn, and we have got to step up our information warfare. Digital soldiers have got to put out information, and, and we're slowly waking people up, but we've got to increase it, you know, because they're going to start – what they're t- telling us is that they're going to pump it. They're going to – the deep state is going to ramp it so heavily that we're going to be flooded out. So we have to got to triple over time, you know, just to counter the wave that's coming. Because they're yeah, trying to make this push that Biden is more popular than Trump, and we've got to oh, yeah, let them yeah. know what's really going on. And you know, want to hide the Hillary Clinton, the Barack Obama scandals, and what's going to go down? You know, right, right. Well, that's but true. Nothing too, can stop ladies and gentlemen, uh, and and uh, the digital warriors and that kind of stuff. Like I said, that is necessity, uh, as Hurricane was just saying. Uh, we need to push harder uh, because you've got to understand with what's going on right now, this is the last 
gasping, full-fledged frontal assault that the deep state has left, okay? And, and don't think for a second that we won yet because we haven't, okay? So we can't get complacent, and I'm talking to the militia people out there and stuff, all right? It's time to get all off your butt. About. Not, maybe not get the same militia but... Yeah, uh, uh, get back to training and that kind of stuff because you're only going to see this violence uh, uh, from these uh, uh, groups continue to get worse. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you've got the uh, one of the guys from BLM out there talking about uh, uh, their military arm for the war on cops. Uh, you see cops being uh, uh, assaulted, ambushed everywhere, and now you're starting to see citizens get ambushed by these people, beaten up, uh, one thing or another. And this is going to be a full-fledged physical attack on you and I and everyone else who loves this country, loves our Constitution, loves uh the founding principles of this country and supports our president and what he is doing to bring the power back to you, uh, Hurricane, myself. This is our country. It does not belong to the elites. It does not belong to these ruling class that's been uh, in uh, uh, D.C. for some of these people for 30, 40-plus years who have absolutely robbed the national treasury and sold us to China uh, at the behest of the corporations and the banksters, okay? Uh, and don't think for a minute the banks, uh, as I call them, the banksters, are in this up to their chinny-chin-chins, okay? Uh, and nobody's calling them on it. You know, everybody's talking about this or that, reforming this and stuff like that. Well, right now, these banksters are getting their money from the Fed, uh, which at this point is basically monopoly money, but that's a topic for another day, uh, getting their money for 0% interest, all right? The government's basically giving them money to loan out. Uh, okay, have you gotten any kind of a break from your bank? Have your interest rates gone down? Uh, no, and it's us, the people in the middle, this kind of stuff, uh, I fully, while the coronavirus is real, uh, the hype on it, uh, the panic uh, through the media and all that kind of stuff is way, way overvamped for what it is. Is it real? Yes. Does it kill people? Yes, it does. But uh, you have to look at the real numbers, the uh, my family recovery actually rate. Has, my, my family actually has corona right now, and so they've let out another batch, obviously, and uh, uh, my, uh, my, some of my aunts had to get quarantined because they were around my cousin who was infected. And basically he just had like one day of like severe coat symptoms, and more or less it's just uh-huh. been an inconvenience of the, uh, the quarantine from it, you know. And so right. but he only had like one day that he even felt sick, and that was with uh, – and he's, you know, about 50 years old, so uh, wasn't that wasn't that bad. And then my uh, couple of other relatives have actually came down with it. So I never even knew anybody the first round that got it. So 
but it's yeah. just like they're it's it's not much more than a code unless you have pre-existing health uh, orders or you know the elderly or particularly infected. But you know so many elderly people wouldn't have died if those dirty deep state Democrat governors hadn't put these corona infected people in the nursing homes, and that's where most of our numbers come from in the first place. The, the third degree murder, you know. So oh, they yeah. basically essentially I've, murdered these people, and it's it's infuriating. Well, I, yeah. But, you know, like I'm saying, though, that's very true. You know, it's real. It's been overblown. You need to be safe out there. There's no reason to hide. There's no reason to panic. Uh, go to work. Feed your family. Pay for your house. Don't give it back to the banks just because you're living in fear. If you feel like you need to wear a mask, wear one. I don't, but now here in Texas, it's got so stupid in the area I live in that they won't even let you in a store right now unless you put one of their masks on. See, that happened but, to me. See, I, I haven't noticed it in Texas. Like I, when I just traveled, I was in uh, Atlanta the day that they killed that cop. The cop killed that guy, and so I got stuck there on a layover. And that's the last place I wanted to have a layover, a six-hour layover was in Atlanta on that day. But I was also in Tennessee, and uh, – you know, I was seeing stuff that I, I was I was like, wow, that's weird. I haven't even seen that in Texas. You know, like we that like we had to stand in line at the Nike place, and uh, they only let, like actually had someone at the door that was only allowed certain people in. And I was like, oh, I don't even know if I want to do that. So weird. And then I went to a place in Colleen and uh, uh, to get a pedicure, and they made me wear a face mask. But overall, generally, I haven't had that experience too much in Texas. I did. Uh, uh, I think I got to need it, Russell. And so I think uh, that uh, I said you should you got to meet it when you're not on because <laughs> I can hear you rattling around. I got a little OCD, y'all. You got to excuse me. They all Russell's used to me though. So, uh, but yeah, it was really weird because in you know Tennessee there was uh, just things that I saw that, but they were still doing all the rides and no mask and we were doing quest and race cars and all that was real normal. But uh, like I said, when I went to the Nike store, that's when I really counted people to go in. And then on the air, in the airport, people were like mean mugging me for not wearing a mask. But in the airplane, they forced us to wear a mask, which I didn't like that. But I didn't, I didn't really complain because that's kind of dirty air and it kind of freaked me out anyway. So I'm definitely glad my child had one on. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, anyways, you can unmute now, Russell. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my task. Well, master. you know what I was trying. What I was trying to say is, you know, this was a biological attack, and uh, Hurricane did an absolutely uh, wonderful piece on China. She was spot on uh, uh, with with her story, with her research, and uh, uh, you can take take that to the bank on that. But the point I was trying to get to, ladies and gentlemen, and whether you want to accept it or not, uh, this has gone beyond a digital war. It's gone beyond a information war. This has actually entered into what I said earlier, the low conflict state. And there, it has become a physical war at this point. The rioting, the looting, the attacks on uh, each other, uh, especially the attacks on white, the attacks on our police, uh, uh when we had our National Guard out there trying to protect stuff, uh, these same leftists that work at uh, these restaurants and that kind of stuff were baking glass into the crust of the National Guard's uh, pizza. Saw several reports of that happening. Uh, 
you are being now being physically tampons in their coffee. Right. Yeah, tampons in their coffee. Yep. That was disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, yep. I mean, I You're would under physical- live stream right now, and you would literally see me. Be there? Oh my computer went off. Are you still there? Oh, I hope I didn't lose the show. Hello. Yeah. Oh, good. I, mm-hmm. My computer went off. I thought I lost the show. Sorry about that. Uh, I wish I could live stream right now because I'm literally sitting here with my Glock, my 357, and my AR. <laughs> I've got mags stacked up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, in the South, we're a little bit more prepared, I guess, but I would hate to be in a city right now. I'd probably be just terrified. I, I could, That's why I don't live in the city because I just couldn't do it. You know, I could not do it. Couldn't do it. Well, I live I live in the city now. Uh, uh, I live uh, not in – I live – uh, surrounding areas, but right up to the Houston Metroplex and stuff like that. Uh, it's a quiet community for most parts and stuff like that. But uh, uh, here, just a week or so ago, we had a couple delivery drivers hijacked at gunpoint, carjacked, uh, and uh, with what. And what you've got to understand is how this has gotten to this. How we've gotten to this physical point of this whole conflict that we find ourselves in now, this part of it, which is really the ugly part, and this is where people are going to start getting hurt, and it's a part that people like myself and Hurricane uh, have prayed that it would never get to this point, but it has because these people, these groups, uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and whatever else is out there. These blue state governors and mayors have allowed these people to burn, loot, pillage, uh, attack people, attack the police with absolutely no repercussions for their actions. So they become more emboldened each time they do something like that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would very, very much advise that uh, uh, you get back on your observational awareness, pay attention to where you're at, where you're going, that sort of thing. Uh, If you want to wear your Trump uh, attire and stuff like that, (laughs) make sure you don't go to any restaurants or anything like that because you don't know what they're going to do to your food. They may very well poison it. Uh, Right now, we are the enemy, all right? And you've got to remember right now, Black Lives Matter, the people who are out there They're actually Marxist. calling for the killing of the leaders. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, and actually calling for the killing of whites. They have a 63% approval rating by Americans. I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but that is the people, the leftists. Uh, that support them, uh, Antifa, that group, and stuff, and the people that are still asleep. So uh, that's all we, we have, have to, to push harder and, and harder have to push as harder. digital warriors. And and but at the same time, be smart enough to do what you have to do to protect yourself. I mean, am I wrong? And on that you're, that's really good advice. Uh, I and it's ironic because. When I had my tea party and all my stuff in my car, I was getting tickets and tickets, and my husband was getting tickets, and we were audited by the IRS, and everything happened. And uh, so I took all that stuff on my car, and I just I put a Mary Kay sticker on it. And the only other thing I have on it is right on my windshield, ironically, 
I have a Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> so it's been on there since 2014, I think. And uh, I thought I was safe with that on there. But now I couldn't find out it's the worst thing to get my windshield to crack. But I don't. I have I have gun safes. And so I put all my bumper stickers on my gun safes and decorate them and uh, my guitars and stuff. And uh, I don't put them on my car because I don't want my car vandalized. I don't want some idiot targeting my vehicle with my children. Our grandbaby might be in there. Uh, I have Trump flags that are hanging up in my woman cave, but I don't fly it here because I don't want some idiot uh, throwing poison over my fence and killing my dogs or you know, spray painting my fence or whatever. And I'm by no means a coward. And Russell, you can attest to that. I'm a ballsy, ballsy woman, you know. And uh, I'm not a coward, but there, there's a smart way to do things. And what's important to me is my family and and uh, my animals. So I just don't want to put them at risk. So that's why a lot of us are called this. Oh, I, I don't think I would actually be in the category of silent majority <laughs> since I've been a public figure worldwide. But uh, but I do consider myself part of the silent majority because I don't advertise like that. I have Trump shirts. I very seldom wear them. Now, the other day I went to a family function, and I didn't want to talk about politics. Keith, I'm not going to talk about your you know, politics around your sister or brother-in-law, and, uh, and uh, it just causes problems. So I'm going to be really good today, and I said, do you like my shirt? And I turned around, and the back of it said, God, guns, and Trump. <laughs> but I didn't talk about it, what I did wear, but I was safe because I was at a family function, you know, and wasn't in, in public where my food's going to get poisoned or something, you know. And I have had people put stuff in my drink uh, it's from Trump Rod. I went to Austin coffee shop, and they put – honestly, I don't know what a bowel movement tastes like, but it tasted like something right out of the urinal. And it, I just took one sip and spit it everywhere, and that's when I learned my lesson early on, and then I had another episode in a Mexican restaurant. So I am pretty much learned my lesson to uh, not be a target, but you're absolutely right about that. you got to be smart, you know. But now I've got the Blue Lives Matter sticker on my car, and I'm like, oh, my God, of all the times. But, you know, it's just been there for five or six years. I'm not taking it off to hell with them, you know. That's just where I'm not going to bend on that one. So that's just too much. But, yeah, but this stuff that's happening with the uh, corona, if you notice that Trump went in, he utilized the state rights. And like I said on your show last night when I called in, that under Obama he was lawless, and he didn't uh, – have any kind of balance with the executive, judicial, or legislative branches, and he had no respect over state rights. So we wanted a president that would come in and be constitutional, respect these balances, and the rights of the state and the sovereignty of it. And uh, and Trump has done that, and they wanted him with their plan. They thought he would come in like a dictator with COVID, but he didn't. He didn't just pull out, pull out the, uh, the military and do martial law. He left it up to the states, and everything – their whole narrative went to hell. All their lives were busted. He unified the country by making ventilators and masks and working together and you know, helping the people and showing the, everyone that he had stimulus and cared about the country and exposed Fauci and the uh, World Health Organization for being how they are. Now, with the same thing that's going on with the uh, Antifa, he already said they already projected this happening. He put the graph where it shows the activity of Black Lives Matter and Antifa and stuff, and you see a big rise in election year 2016, and then it's flatlined until 2020. You know, so it's very predictable behavior from the left. They just use the same playbook over and over and over. So what he's done is he's just kicked back. He's offered and offered and offered help. Now, where he can control, he does with the National Guard. You see the pushback in D.C., but with uh, Oregon or Washington, he's like. Uh, he knows the mayor or the governor hasn't asked for his help, so he hasn't brought in the governor. But he makes sure that 
on TV, he says, I'm here. All you got to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. Well, this is totally backfiring on this liberal mayor of Washington who said they were having a summer of love, you know, summer of peace. And now I've read that her home has been vandalized, and now she's calling for them to dismantle and want the police to come in and help her. So what's happening is he's just letting – kicking back, being the maestro that he is, and letting it play out because people have to see this to believe it. They have to see the the damage. They have to see the violence. They have to see the – Cities burned down, you know, and they have to see that he's not a tyrant. He's not a dictator. He's not coming in with the army. He's not just – he could have wiped out that, that Antifa, but he didn't cross over that state rights. And so a lot of people are going to be waking up from that too, seeing exactly that these Democrats didn't care. Their own their own officials did not care about them. you know. And so a lot of people are going to wake up from this, and they're going to be like, I don't want this kind of world. you know. It's always the democratic states. The democratic states that put the people in the nursing homes, the democratic states that are keeping people in quarantine for the longest, the democratic states that are allowing Tifa to take over city blocks, you know? And he's just letting people see this and wake them up. It's just, like you said, uh, a different kind of warfare. <laughs> he's just red pilling them. Did I lose you, Russell? You lose. Hey, Russell, you there? Did I lose you? Okay, there we go. There we go. I'm sorry, I had my mic turned off. But uh, uh, you know, and you're 100 percent right. And I'd like to add something too. And for those people out there that uh, uh, have been calling and said, "Oh my God, do something! Why isn't Trump doing something?" Understand something, ladies and gentlemen, that this whole uh, uh, Chaz Chop thing, uh, these mayors and uh, Democrat mayors. And Governors that have allowed their cities and states to be burned, and one thing or another, and stuff like that. And I heard seen a lot of people going out there. Well, uh, uh, President Trump can use the Inter- uh, Insurrection Act. Send the send the military and send the military in. Please listen to me for just one second, and I'm going to try to uh, explain this as simply as I can. Okay. Those things right there, well, first of all, President Trump is way too smart to do that, okay? Uh, Chaz, Chop, the stuff's been going on. Why he keeps throwing it back on these governors and mayors is the fact that if Trump did enact the Insurrection Act and put troops on the ground, any blood that came from that would be on his hand, and the left, the media... Uh, 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 establishment Republicans and everybody else would absolutely beat him to death with that. Okay, Trump is doing exactly, exactly the right thing for America. Think tactically, all right? Those things were nothing but bait trap to try to draw our president into uh, 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 getting his hands bloodied and interfering in state business. Uh, the, the you know, they, but they're uh, wanting they to play checkers. They're, want, they're playing checkers. <laughs> He's playing 3D chess, 5D chess, and they're playing checkers. They cannot beat the maestro. Exactly. He's not going to be sucked into that. Like you said, he is just way too smart. He's a genius. Yeah, I mean, you know, but that doesn't mean that doesn't that mean over- that we. 
That doesn't mean that the war is won because they're desperate and there's nothing. As a country girl knows and as a warrior that you know, there is nothing more dangerous than an injured, trapped animal. Exactly. And to and think that we have, are going to guarantee – Hugh says we're in the fight of our life, and he says ex, ex, expand your thinking. He says this isn't just a normal four-year election. This is literally good. This is a oh, turning point. Oh, without a doubt. This is huge. I mean this is – you know, this is – the could be like the end of civilization as we know it if for America, you know, if – we don't win this war, and that's how serious it is. And the kids, they get so aggravated. We, why, why is it always politics, politics? I'm like, I'm old. I've lived my life. I've lived a good life of freedom. We don't care. We're fighting well, for you, for your generation. Well, you know, and, and, and I've said this before, and uh, this is my own uh, small uh, uh, marine slash country ass ranch boy way of putting it okay we didn't ask for this uh we didn't volunteer this for this okay history has dropped this in our lap okay right now look to your left look to your right look at your family uh if you're sitting there with friends look at them uh and uh Hurricane knows that this is the way I feel about things. All right, this is we are it, and uh, Reagan talked about this all the time. Uh, we are the generation that this has fallen into our laps, whether we want it or not. And history is going to remember us one of two ways: either the generation that lost America and lost freedom. Or the generation that stood up, said enough, and took the country back and preserved freedom and the American way of life. And there's no two ways about it. This is what we're doing right here, right now. This is on us. And history will either be kind to us or history will absolutely despise us for what we do here. And what I always tell people and stuff like that. This, as Hurricane just said, this is the fight of our life. This is for our country. This is for our freedom. This is for our liberty. And do you want to sit there six years from now, ten years from now, when we're living under the U.N. and a one-world government? And what are you going to tell your granddaughters, uh, your grandkids or whatever, when they look up at you and go, Grandpa, Grandma? What was freedom? What did you do to, you know, preserve it? And what are you going to tell them? You're going to say you did nothing? Uh, you've got to remember, man, our founding fathers put everything on the line. They put their lives, their fortunes, their lands, everything. All right? And we're right back. We've come full circle, 180 degrees, right here, right now. This is the very place in history we find ourselves. And whether we live standing up, uh, free men and women, or we wound up, wind up on our knees in change depends on everybody listening to this show right now and everybody that we come in contact with. And uh, it's, like I said, it's become more than a word, uh, war of words. Uh, we're in a low, 
uh, intensity conflict, ladies and gentlemen. The time's coming where you're going to have to defend yourself. And please, for the love of God, everything sacred, prepare to do just that. You know, one of the reasons why this is all going on is General Flynn. They didn't want us to know, you know, that all this is going to come out about, you know, who signed his vices and, you know, the whole Mueller part of this. This is all coming out, and they've been trying to hide this information. Now, he's going to be able to not have the gag order and really give out some information. Hillary Clinton was just in court and has to go back September 9th or 10th. Uh, Rosenstein was in court. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on that they're trying to, to – you know, make this Antifa stuff in the news that we don't hear about what's really happening. Because this is really and, big and, big news, and, and the fact that, you know, Obama's implicated and Joe Biden is implicated in all of this, they they just have to bury it. They want to bury it, and they're just desperate. So we just have to uh, yeah. and, red pill everybody. And <laughs> what, red pill them. Yeah, and what you're seeing and what we saw from Rosenstein when he testified uh, – as to the desperation they're seeing now, I mean, uh, a year ago, all these people were on the same page. They all had each other six. Uh, boy, they were going to pull this off. They were all on board with the plan. They were sticking to their guns. Now, Rosenstein went and testified before the Senate. He absolutely threw Comey and the FBI under the bus. Okay, so these players are starting to turn on each other like rabid animals. And now we have, thank you, President Trump, uh, thank you, Bill Barr, uh, we have our general free of charges, whatever, and I'm telling you, he fixed the unleashed, the hound of hell on these people. So stand by. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you talking about our president this way and talking about Bill Barr this way. I never thought that – I did think this day would come eventually, but you're the most obstinate, stubborn person I've ever met in my life. But if I can red pill you, I have hope for millions of people, millions of people that I can red pill. So I, it gives me hope because you were that one tough cookie, I'll tell you. But to hear you talk like this is – you know, our president proved himself. You know, He's proved himself. He, and, well, and he has. has it, you know, and you know me well enough to know Hurricane Health through all our militia days, radio, and our friendship and stuff like that. I'm not someone who just gives away trust, all right? That right. shit has to be earned, and, and, and if I'm going to cover your sick, I have to know that you have everything it takes to do the same for me. And, uh, and you're right, I'm hard-headed. Uh, I've probably been called pretty much the same thing as uh, – uh, Everything Trump, uh, uh, our president, uh, president, our general Flynn was insubordinate. Uh, 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 I'm hard on people. You know that. You trained under me. Uh, but you know what? When my, my people are winners and they know how to survive. And uh, right now, I have there's no person on the planet that I have more faith in that can get this job done is our president, Donald Trump. And it's looking like I was uh, looking like I was wrong on <laughs> wrong on Bill Barr. Uh, we'll see what happens with this Durham 
uh, investigations. And uh, I've just uh, I've finally got some hope for our country. And uh, the the that really brought this to light was General Flynn would not be exonerated if it wasn't for the work that Bill Barr and his people and Durham have done. And uh, I tell you what, that just earned Bill Barr all the respect in the world for me. And Huber, and I still am not convinced that Jeff Session was a bad guy because he had too many self indictments done while he was in, in there. I think while he was letting them scare, you know, he always says never interfere with the enemy while they're destroying themselves. So he recluse himself from Mueller and got to work on all these self indictments and set up uh, Huber. I'm pretty sure it was Sessions who set up Huber and uh, Durham so on their own little thing. So that was pretty interesting. So I'm not still sure that even though President Trump fights with them on the TV, Joey says we're watching a movie, so I'm not. I don't definitely believe that. But uh, I, I kind of think that he was in on this the whole time. He's taking a bullet like Flynn, but other people don't like him. But I, I think he. I still. I haven't lost faith in him yet because uh, I see these still indictments, you know. And I also understand the art of war, so I can see what Jeff Sessions did, you know. <laughs> to me, it, it's pretty obvious that he never interfered with the enemy while they're destroying themselves, right? So that recluser, I thought was pretty actually smart, but. Uh, but yeah, it was it was General Flynn who, you know, really they but they had to shut him up. And can you imagine the rage they felt, Russell, the rage? Here he is, they've got their own little democratic general and they put him in every single department in charge of everything and he has it all. He has all oh, yeah, their yeah. dirty deeds. And then this democratic general flips on him. Not flips on them, but they're just so evil. They're not even Democrat. What he would, I guess, uh, relate to because he went to the be a Trumpolition, you know. Yeah. And can you imagine their outreach? I think he was in, uh, in charge there with Trump for 22 days before he had to resign, you know. So. Right, right. You know, and that whole thing was uh, a security uh, advice set up. And I don't think advice. I don't think our president our president never lost faith in Flynn. Uh, I think he knew. Has come up, and you've got to remember that things are looking really, really dark. And I mean, we're not in the light by anybody's imagination yet at this point. This thing's going to get a lot uglier before it gets any better, uh, especially if uh, what I'm hearing. Full frontal attack. When you said full frontal attack, you nailed it. Full frontal attack. It it just started. It's going to get so. It's my prediction that it's going to get. So ugly. Q has said that they have all assets deployed. They have every means that they have possible on the front line. So when you said full frontal attack, I was like, boom, Gunny, you just nailed it. You know, that's exactly what it is. It's a, and they're going to be attacking us from every which way is up, and they're not going to slow down because oh, they're yeah. desperate. Oh, and yeah. when, just think it, it's know, crazy it, now. Imagine when he arrests Obama. Well, I, oh, I know. Uh, like I said, man, it's going to get really. And look at what you're seeing happening too here and stuff like that. Okay, let's talk about uh, uh, the globalist uh, Bush crime family. There, uh, let's talk about 43 for a second, right? 43 gave us the TSA and the DHS. Okay, and we have all this strife going on in the U.S. riots. Destruction, people being attacked, 
people being killed, the whole nine yards. And uh, what are they doing? Are they on any of these uh, 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 deep state organizations, uh, uh, Soros slash Democrat Party funded uh, operations, BLM, uh, Antifa, that kind of stuff? No. What are they doing? They are harassing the patriots that went and stood uh, to keep these statues uh, and stuff from being torn down. Uh, The people who were at the Alamo are just absolutely being harassed beyond imagination. And uh, and you can't help but think that... uh, uh, I'm really disappointed in our governor, Abbott, at this point in history. I really, really am, and I think that uh, him and Patrick both have sealed their fate. But uh, it's scary out there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Keep your head on a swivel. Keep your pouting dry. Uh, Observational awareness. Because right now, your digital warriors, uh, but you have to become... Warriors in the, in that sense, you know, you really need to prepare to defend yourself because uh, uh, these, these. And Q says with prayer. Q says with right now that prayer is our number one weapon. I cannot tell you how many times he's posted the armor of God that's from Ephesians, and you know, put it on the full armor of God, and he talks about you know this war. This war is expand your thinking. It's not, it's it's dark. It's good and evil. So we're literally fighting. Evil right now, so you know, yeah, we have to defend ourselves, but we start with prayer, you know. And oh yeah, you always start with prayer. This radical Islam is demonic, you know. It's demonic. It's demonic. It's there's there's no other way of describing it, you know. And so this is, well, I think, it's a spiritual war, and uh, we had to pray every single day for our president, every single day for our representatives and for their protection. They're trying to kill him. They want to kill him in Pence, and they want Pelosi to be president. You can Google President oh, yeah. Pelosi, and you'll see. Um, oh, yeah, tweet, yeah. Madam President, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a scary world. Stuff like that. You know, we've got to do that each and world. every day. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, I mean, it goes on beyond evil. Uh, uh, I mean, look at the faces of some of these people that are leading this stuff, man. Uh it's just straight up the demonic. Uh, look at uh, 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 look at Pizzagate stuff like that. Uh, uh, I mean, we're talking about satanic rituals here, and, and uh, I mean, right now Satan runs this planet, and especially this country right now. And uh, I tell you what, we can do all we want to do, but I tell you what, we we better be praying because uh, it, it it it's only through our King God that we're going to be victorious through this, man. Because what we're seeing here, uh, the full frontal assault on everything, stuff like that, uh, and, and and the grip that. Uh, uh, this evil has on the U.S. There's uh, only uh, only through our King will we be victorious, and I honestly believe that with all my heart. Right. Well, I thank God for a QAnon because uh, you know that we have went up against so many haters, 
They don't understand. They don't understand QAnon, okay? But as you've been around now and listened to me for three years, you see that the message is, is, is helping us all be warriors. Not only is it just with also with General Flynn's digital warriors, but it's utilized warriors that can't be on the battlefield. So you've got people at home that are sick, people that maybe can't ambulate as well, that are on their – their laptop, you know, they can help fight back as, as a warrior, you know, and have their place in this. Also, you have the prayer warriors that can be putting the shield of, a tech, of protection around us. And we actually have a commander of the military now who cares about the people and has went to do uh, fix everything that the Chinese, that Barack Obama let them do to all of our equipment for the military. That's a whole nother, I guess, a whole nother story that I'm jumping ahead of, but right. all of our equipment was. Uh, all of our ships and our satellites and our drones, everything was compromised with Chinese technology that they were spying on us and could control our stuff. So first thing well, a lot of that, a lot of the electronics that went to that stuff was bought and manufactured in China. And you know, as you, you know, as you pointed out in, in your expose that you did on China and stuff like that, and my thoughts on it is. China is nothing but a geopolitical crime syndicate that's uh, uh, got a front as being a sovereign nation, okay? Those people are inherently evil at heart, uh, and uh, they have one thing on their mind, and that is world domination, and they have, through the establishment Republicans, the Democrat Party, the banksters, and the corporation. We were literally sold to China. Our job, our manufacturing, uh, our national treasury. These people have allowed China to rob us blind. Since our port, our Long Beach port. That one's huge. Yeah, so huge. Nobody was even uh, talking about that really until I brought it up, but you know, that that's huge. I mean, that's how they've infiltrated us so much with all these containers. And that's what really scares me, too, is that uh, I did a – if y'all want to see these videos, they're on Wolfpack Radio on uh, YouTube. And Pack is spelled P-A-Q. So it's Wolf and then P-A-Q Radio on YouTube. And you'll see my China and my Long Beach videos there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just the Club K that they bring in, the weapons of Club K really freaks me out. Every house out here has containers for storage, and you don't know who – we don't talk to nobody in the country. We don't talk to our neighbors. We just stay the hell away from each other. You know? So I don't know who owns <laughs> the property or what's in there, and they can all be Club K, so it's really terrifying. You know, I'm super paranoid of containers now that I learned about the Club K because it's terrifying. It's terrifying, but I don't want to give people uh, – I don't want to leave people on the show just being absolutely terrified. I've got half a mind to play something a little bit uplifting for the last uh, – uh, nine minutes of the show, but uh, I'm tempted to play We Are the Plan by by Joe M. just so that we don't have such fear porn and scare everybody to death that's listening to this <laughs> show. But you know, that's a very valid point, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're just throwing facts out there, what's happening and stuff like that, but you cannot, you cannot let fear run your life, okay? Yeah, we're in an ugly place. Yeah, there's a full frontal assault going on, news and stuff like that. But you've got to remember, here in the United States of America, thanks to our Constitution and our Second Amendment, 
you take the militias, the hunters, uh, your sports, uh, uh, your sport enthusiast uh, shooters, and that kind of stuff. We have probably ten to eleven times more people than the largest standing army in the world. We are safe, but we have to come together as one. And we've got to get away from the divisiveness and all that kind of stuff. Because, you see, as long as we're divided, and that's what all this stuff is going on with the propaganda and racism this and Democrats that and Republicans this and, oh, oh, you're rich, you're poor, yada, yada, like that. That's all part of the plan, man, that falls under the culture war that's been going on since the 60s, all right? And I right think I, I, think I am going to play this. We're doing the one thing right now, all of us together here, digital warriors, all of us, we're doing the one thing that stands them, that absolutely scares them to death. The one thing they know they cannot defeat is that is Americans standing hand in hand, uh, regardless of race, color, creed, or whatever, but standing hand in hand and saying, you know what, enough, we're done time to straighten your asses up and that is exactly what's happening now and with God as my witness and and Hurricane can tell you this man uh, I am absolutely proud of what I've seen going on in this country and we've got this the battle's not won but we've got this stay strong stay together hand in hand I got your six you got mine this victory is ours. Way to go. Well, with that being said, I'm going to, I've got just enough time to play this video. I'm going to put it on. So I want to okay. get away rid of it. Something is going on. Some of us see it. Some of us feel it. It's time to expand your thinking. You will need to reset everything you thought you knew about the world, about the people you trust, about history, about yourself. Let me tell you a story. For a very long time, our world has been under the growing influence of a vast transgenerational criminal mafia that was able to rise up to the highest levels of power. We didn't know because they talked and acted just like you and me. We thought we could recognize true criminals by their words and actions, but were deceived by their sophisticated speech, wealth, education, beauty, and power. Through a system of threats, blackmail, and bribery, they would come to occupy the highest levels of power in government, corporations, and education. You may know them as the Deep State or Cabal. Most dangerously of all, they achieved almost total influence over the media, their primary means of controlling the good people of the world who were just trying to get on with living. They used this power to slowly convince us that we were the problem, that we were a threat to each other. They used race, gender, and religion to set us apart and rewrote history to validate these false claims. They funded both sides of wars just to crush our potential to prosper and succeed as a peace-loving and creative force of good for the world. Now, with their firm grasp on the media, we drank in their entertainment and lies as they began their final phase, the total takedown of America. We were the brightest remaining beacon of freedom and humanity's last hope. They knew that if they could take America, the rest of the world would follow. They cut deals that led us to hand over total control of the money system to a private central bank the Federal Reserve. This made it possible to influence Washington, D.C., and most of our presidents since then were beholden to the criminals in
in one way or another. Things took a really bad turn when they concentrated vast power into the hands of the many civilian intelligence agencies throughout the world. They said they were there to protect us. Instead, these agencies were catastrophically weaponized to boost drug and human trafficking cartels, assassinate political opponents, undermine the military, and change regimes of foreign governments who did not want to adopt the centralized system of money control. You might think they would choose simply to remain in the shadows running their criminal activities while we carried on with our lives. But as long as there was freedom for the people to prosper, the cabal were always at risk of being discovered and shut down. There was no way to continue without a plan to eliminate all threats to their survival, even if it meant imposing a single world government under their jurisdiction, where no national identity, police force, or military could stop them. They called it globalism. Exploiting our emotions and our instincts of compassion, they found a way to justify dismantling cultures, borders, and national identity under the guise of social justice, creating false narratives of racism, colonialism, and capitalism to destabilize and ultimately collapse society so they were no longer secure enough to reject this dark plan for the world. Where there was no history to distort, they would use wars to force a catastrophic mass migration of peoples across borders to destabilize and weaken cultural identity. When we didn't accept this, they called us intolerant and shamed us into silence. By 2008, America was in advanced stages of economic decline, with disastrous trade deals leading to widespread loss of jobs and a devastating financial crisis. The Cabal had now absorbed another extensive criminal empire that was aligned with a twisted and radical form of Islam. Realizing the competition could threaten their goals, they decided to cooperate and agree to mutual terms. Now, a hostile foreign enemy was able to insert a subordinate into the U.S. political system who would become the president. Saudi Prince Al-Walid bin Talal funded Obama's Harvard education and took power by proxy, picking his entire cabinet while buying vast quantities of control in our largest media companies. The Western faction of the cabal was different. It was another kind of sick altogether. A dark and deeply sinister death cult with a strong reliance on symbolism and numerology, with levels of cruelty unimaginable to all right-thinking people. The reach and scale the secret society had achieved would have sent destabilizing shockwaves across the world were it ever to be publicly exposed. They were highly skilled at living just below the surface as they worked their way into the United States presidency. With both factions of the global mafia now in control, are you ready to hear what they had planned? Make sure you're sitting down. They installed rogue operators in government. They opened back doors to leak highly classified military intel and top secret special access programs. They cut military funding and weakened the command of generals with irrational new rules of engagement. They worked to dismantle NASA and end our supremacy in space. They infiltrated and exposed defensive military intelligence programs that reduced our ability to detect foreign and domestic threats. They used our trusted agencies to target and weaken political opponents. They relaxed our borders and enabled passage of millions of illegals and violent criminal gangs. They moved money to fund global terrorism, resulting in groups like ISIS moving to capture vast territories throughout the world. In 2016, the Cabal Alliance had hoped to retain power. If you are not yet chilled to the bone by the picture that is forming about their intentions for us all, let me tell you what was to come next. Through international climate change scams, they would have siphoned trillions of remaining wealth, eliminate the last good guys in government, and withdraw total funding from the U.S. military, handing over the responsibility of our defense to the United Nations. They would revise the Constitution to weaken our ability to fight back, ban the sale of firearms to eliminate our self-defense, insert their people into the Supreme Court, remove the Electoral College system to neuter our voting power, and totally eliminate alternative media to shield them from exposure. 
They instigated a covert deal to move large quantities of our uranium to their captured states in North Korea and Iran to build up a nuclear arsenal that would threaten the world. For this, they blamed Russia, a growing force of opposition to their ambitions of global control. By casting Putin as an enemy and blaming him for this illegal uranium deal, they had planned a devastating nuclear world war between America and Russia that would have exhausted the last two remaining pillars of freedom for the world, accelerating the horrific endgame that had become inevitable. This cabal miraculously lost power in 2016 when a brave operation, led by a U.S. military alliance and their global partners, were able to return power legitimately over to the light. They had a plan of their very own, one that was many decades in the making. With Donald Trump selected for the role of president, the people of America were slowly awakened to the reality of the world they live in. With so much hidden and lied about in the media channels we had come to trust for our news and entertainment, this alliance of good set into motion a sophisticated strategy of dismantling the vast network of corruption that had almost completely overcome every level of government, industry, and legal system. They knew they had to follow the laws of the land as they were originally intended. Otherwise, they themselves would be delegitimized, even though they were just trying to free us from the silent stranglehold of tyranny that we had come to accept as normal. The panicking deep state used any remaining power they had left to try and save themselves. Each day for two years was a careful and meticulously planned balancing act between public perception and the job that needed to be done. Moving too fast would shock and scare a sleeping public still living in the prison of the mind that was created for them. But after all this, it appears now that not only are we winning, but we have won. The trajectory of this great storm is now radiantly clear. Now we look forward to a new future, thanks to the brave patriots who risked everything to save our world. This time for good. There is not a person alive who has experienced what a world without this darkness could be like. A world of free energy that was kept from us to force our dependency on their fossil fuel monopolies. Abolishment of income tax that was illegally imposed to pay back interest on loans taken from the cabal banking system. Released cures for our most deadly diseases. Unleashed space technologies to open frontiers we never dreamed possible. New technologies creating millions of jobs and yielding a global human renaissance the likes of which we have never seen. Fellow Americans and citizens of the world, now it is our turn to shine. Wherever we are, we will become the plan when we choose to reject what they call globalism. We recognize the words they use to bend us to their will, and we say no more. It's time to turn off the media, follow your instincts, trust yourself, and be the plan. May God bless America and the world. And that was Joe M, Joe underscore M. You can find him on YouTube, and that's a great uh, way to end the show. Russell, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate your military expertise in this, and I always enjoy a good conversation with friends. And thank you all for listening. Uh, If you get a chance, please pray for one of our number one fans, uh, Deborah Dempsey. She's in the hospital, and uh, for our president and our beloved General Flynn. Russell, thank you again so much for being here. All right. Well, thank you for having me, man. You know, you're my patriot sister. Uh, I love you to death. Uh, and uh, thank you for having me tonight. Thank you, Wolf Pratt, uh, Pat, for listening to what I had to say. 
And uh, <laughs> please follow me. Uh, I'm trying to get a little bit more exposure on these uh, media platforms. So on Twitter, you can follow me at Gunny01834898. And on Parlor, it's Gunny, uh, Gunny at Texas Recon. Thank you, Hurricane. I love Thank you. Thank you. Be safe out there. Love you too. Bye-bye. Good night, America.